Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control. We are confirming acquisition of your signal. You are live in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Gardeners of the Galaxy, the podcast for all of the sentient beings in the universe who have a passion for plants. I am Emma the Space Gardener and I will be your host as we explore gardening on Earth and beyond. In this episode we will be hearing from two young scientists from Germany, part of a team of students that has won a competition to design an experiment for microgravity. Their experiment, examining the relationship between a clover-like plant and symbiotic bacteria, will hitch a ride on a SpaceX rocket early next year and spend a month in orbit on the International Space Station. Before we hear from Pierre and Nils, though, I would like to give a big shout-out to the wonderful people who support this show with financial contributions that really do make a difference. From just a pound a month, you can join our community of space gardeners and help me keep the astrobotany anecdotes flowing. Visit patreon.com forward slash gardeners of the galaxy for more details. Hello and welcome to Gardeners of the Galaxy. It's wonderful to have you on the show today. Perhaps you can each introduce yourselves, give us your name and tell us a little bit about yourself. So shall we start with you, Nils? Uh, sure, yes. Uh, so I'm a student in, based in Hanover, studying plant biotechnology, currently getting my master's degree. I grew up in the southern part of Germany, got my bachelor's in biochemistry, but then wanted to pursue something different, wanted to do some gene technology and especially with plants. So I moved to Hanover for this for this plant biotechnology master. Brilliant. And how about you, Pia? Hi, I'm Pia. Um, I'm part also of our space experiment, which is like probably the thing that I'm spending most time on at the moment. I'm also studying plant biotechnology. I'm writing my master thesis at the moment. Um, we are at the same university here in Leibniz Universität in Hannover in Germany. And I'm basically kind of around of the area. So that's all we're doing. Plants all the day. <laughs> Sounds absolutely brilliant. Okay, so what got you interested in sending a plant experiment into space? First of all, we are like a team of 10 people or 10 students. We are all at the university. Most of us are still at the same university. And all of us were kind of really space interested in first place. But last year, we won a competition together. Um, the competition was to plan an experiment that could go to the ISS for like 30 days. And we had a good idea. We're doing some plant science, most of us. And then we won the competition, and now we are really into this experiment to try to get our plans into space. So it was more like a lucky accident. Not an accident, but we are really happy that we got the chance yeah. to actually do our experiment that we thought of and that we planned ourselves. That's amazing. There must have been a lot of competition, though. Yeah, really well done. How about you, Nils? Why are you interested in space plants? Uh, well, I, I kind of, uh, well, this project, I, I heard about it uh, from a friend who's also uh, participating in the in the project, Justin. Uh, he told me a little bit about it, and I thought it sounded interesting, and uh, I had an idea for, for what to do, and he just invited me to, to come along. And it's the same, I'm always, I was always interested in, in space science, and um when I heard it's also with with plants, I mean it's 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 perfect, and uh, so yeah, I I, I joined right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually Pia who who came across the competition, so she initiated all of this. 
it was fitting to to choose a plant experiment because the the first few people who heard about the project were all plant biotechnologists so then Pia assembled the the team and uh, recruited some engineers and IT specialists and uh, yeah so now we're here <laughs> <laughs> fabulous so Pia can you tell me a little bit more about what was involved in the competitions I mean people won't have heard about it because it's based in in Germany and Luxembourg isn't it Yes. So there is a competition called Überflieger 2. Um, translated as basically like a Overflyer 2 competition. Overachiever. Overachiever, ah, yes. Um, <laughs> that's a fun part in German. You can translate the words 101 and they have a different meaning, but you can also, they often have like a second meaning behind that. So it was the second time that the German Space Agency and the Luxemburger Space Agency um, did this competition where they asked students if they have any idea to do an experiment on the ISS for 30 days. There was a few requirements. Um, the experiment needs to be autonomous. It needs to be fitting in like a small box by 10 by 10 by 20 centimeters. It's not that big. Also, it shouldn't weigh more than two kilos. And we had a budget from like 20,000 euros um, and we shouldn't get over that. And these were the requirements. Also, a requirement was that we need to have at least four team members. Yeah, they did this competition and it was really fun to think about. <laughs> a little backstory about our team was like a friend and me, we saw the, of like a flyer about this competition like 10 days before the deadline. And we were like both really exciting and we thought as this challenge, hey, would be able to just like find a group of people to get into the first round of the competition and maybe just like get it in like not more than 10 days. And that was quite harsh <laughs> <laughs> yes. because we hadn't anything, any idea, any people. We also needed a supervisor at a university. Um, and then they had like a lot of questions we needed to answer and to have thought about. And then I decided to write a, a little note for the university so that the other students are able to see that. And I'm asked for team members and also said that we don't have an idea yet. And then a few people came across, um, for example, Justin, who was just mentioned by Nils, uh, who is also studying the same as we are doing, and also Dominic, um, one of our two IT guys. And he already had, took place in a competition about space. And so he had a little experience about that, the only one in our team. And then we talked to one of our professors at the university, Professor Helge Küster. He's at the plant genetics. And he was like, okay, that sounds cool. You can write my name down on the paper. What do you want to do? And we thought about maybe we can work on Medicago truncatula or easy, just like clover. It's like model plant of the leguminous. And we want to look at the maybe symbiosis of the plant with the right bacteria, because that is quite interesting. It has something to do with plants. Half of our team are plant scientists. So that would be really fitting and quite cool and maybe something that we are, would be able to win. <laughs> and none of us have any experience with working with plants or with working with symbiosis anyways. So he gave us a few tips and said, okay, maybe you could work with root nodules because they are really stable and they should survive the flight like their launch and the coming back without any problem. And then we took the rest 
week we had to actually write and think about like how could this project work and surprising uh, not really surprisingly but um <laughs> we got in the second round and then a few other members came to us for example Niels and our mechanical engineers and then we were like so happy that we already got into the second round that we said okay we want to win this right now <laughs> Like a fun challenge from my side in the beginning actually uh, turned out in like a really cool chance to actually bring something to the ISS. Especially as a plant scientist, I'm really happy that we are able to work with plants and the space because that is the most cool thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> it absolutely is, yes. <laughs> so Nils, can you tell me how you pronounce your project name and why you chose it? Yes, uh... Well, you pronounce it Glücksklee. Um, <laughs> yes, we were the only team in the competition without an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, translated means uh, lucky clover. And uh, of course, the name is fitting because we're working with a clover-like plant. We also thought you, you always need a little bit of luck, especially if you want to win a competition. And uh, in research and science, you always need a little bit of luck. Uh, so this name just seemed fitting yes <laughs> <laughs> i think it's brilliant yeah okay so i don't know which one of you wants to take this but um you've mentioned the plant that you're going to grow and the, and the constraints that you had in developing it so what is the experiment that you're working on you're working on symbiosis will you tell me a little bit more about what it's going to look like when it goes to space so yes we're sending medicago truncatula or this uh, clover-like plant um to, to space. Uh, the plants uh, have to be, they're uh, engaging in a symbiosis with the uh, rhizobacteria. Bacteria is able to fixate nitrogen and turn to ammonia, and then the plant is able to assimilate the ammonia in amino acids. And so the, the plant is uh, less reliant on, on nitrogen in the soil. It's really interesting, this the symbiosis is like a, a model symbiosis because the Medicago is, is related to a lot of very important crops like soybeans and chickpeas. So this is also already a highly researched symbiosis, so that's also why it made sense for us. We're sending our, our plants, they're not uh, seedlings, so uh, we're sending them up when they already are like one or two weeks old. And the reason for that is plants, they initiate the symbiosis. So they release um, flavonoids and alkaloids, uh, which recruit the bacteria. And then the, the plant allows them to, to infiltrate the, the hairy roots. We have to send plants there that are a little bit older. Otherwise, they won't engage in the symbiosis. So we found another experiment um, on the ISS where they researched the same topic, although they sent up seedlings and it wasn't really successful. So we're trying to build on that and, and have these little plants grow up there upright in a biochamber. And then we, we will see if they engage in the symbiosis, if there's any difference in comparison to our ground experiments. And yes, we will just see what, what happens. It's very, very open research. We we're not looking at anything specific. So we're doing uh, RNA sequencing to just look at the gene expression and see where the differences are, if there are any. So how will you know if there is a difference in in how much symbiosis has gone on? Is it a case of looking at how many root nodules there are or something more technical? 
Well, first of all, we're going to send like a little in vitro box to space and there are going to be some camera and sensors for environmental condition also on there. So it's basically just a plant box with soil with, with the plants growing in and then the sensors. And then we are able to freeze them on the ISS. So we are actually getting back the data. It's important that we freeze the plants because otherwise the metabolics and the RNA will disappear quite easily. So we are able to do real microbiology experiments on that. We're going to see the difference in, in genetic expression. We know that there are different genes that are expressed when the plants are getting into the symbiosis. Also, we know that there are genes that are expressed when the plant is under gravity, but these genes aren't that good researched yet. Um, we know that the plant is really heavily influenced by their gravity. On the ISS, they're going to grow on low gravity. And that is like really crucial because um, the roots are completely affected of the gravity. Then we're going to look, we try to look at the metabolites in the inside of the root nodules where the symbiosis is taking place. Therefore, we try to get an um, cooperation with like an institute from from Germany. They are able to microscope and use like really fancy, crazy microscopy with infrared um, and freezing techniques where they are able to map um, their metabolites inside of the microscopy. It's really crazy and really fun. And um, we hope that we <laughs> will get any plants back on Earth again so we are able to use that. And I think... Yeah, always in comparison with our ground controls, we are able to just like uh, show the difference and maybe show the influence of the gravity on the plants, but also on the symbiosis. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it's quite unusual to send plants into space, but then yes. get them back. So I imagine you'll have quite a lot of researchers that are you know, very keen to help out with the analysis once these samples come back to Earth. Okay, so... I think you have a big deadline coming up soon, don't you? What's the, what's the next stage in the process, Nils? Yeah, so the next stage is the flight readiness review. Although we're a little bit lucky because it has been pushed back as well as the launch. So uh, originally we we're planning to launch in January. This has been pushed back to February or March. But yeah, we have uh, the flight readiness review coming up, but they will take another very critical look at our experiment and to see if we are ready. And um, until then, we still have to get a lot of things in order for, uh, for it to work. And um, yeah, it's uh, exciting, but also uh, a challenge right now <laughs> because we're all, <laughs> all very busy as well uh, at university with our master degrees. Yeah. One of the things that I found the most interesting is this cooperation between biologists and, and engineers. We had some issues with uh, the communication because there are different different kinds of people. They, they like to work differently. They they set different goals. Yeah, this is this has been a challenge at times, but um, it's been fun to get that sorted out and to really see that we're progressing in our way of, of working together. Um, so this has been exciting for me, and I think it's also a great experience for everybody. Oh, brilliant! How about you, Pia? Are you enjoying the the experience? Of course. Um, it's probably most of the craziest and busiest time in a long, long time, especially we, uh, we started with the project last year when COVID was kind of still around. It wasn't like completely gone yet. 
I mean, it's not completely gone now, but we are more free to meet up in person. So the first few months, we just saw each other online. And that was a challenge. But I can just like continue what Neil said. It's like a great experience where we can really see how much we learn together and how much we grow together. And I think that really prepares us for our future as scientists. And it's just like something I can tell everyone to, if they are able to work with other people from different fields, just do it. It's really fun. You learn a lot about yourself and also you learn a lot about other people. (laughs) That's true. Something we can also say is that we already know with which SpaceX rocket we're going to fly or our experience flying. It's a CRS-27 in the schedule, it's still for January the 10th, but um, we were told that, as Neil said, it's going to be pushed back. But we will see about that, I think, soon. So, Pia, do you think after this, will you look for other opportunities to work with space plants? Is that something you would be interested in? Oh, sure. Maybe that's a different topic, but maybe you heard that in the Antarctica there are people doing different projects with um, space. It's like a, the Eden project. It's actually something that was um, like not really founded, but their university from Bremen. So it's basically a neighbor city is like working on that. They are not especially doing plant biotechnology stuff, but different stuff with plants. And um, that would be amazing if there would ever be a chance to go there and actually work <laughs> more with space and plants. That would be fantastic. I've seen the Eden ISS project. It's this whole sort of, I think it's hydroponic in a in a shipping container, isn't it? All all and yes, um, and and one of the NASA plant scientists just spent a year there, and it looked amazing. How about you, Nils? Do you think you'll be looking more at space plants in your future? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go into space one day? Uh, myself, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of lot up there except for the view. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> also, <laughs> which, which would be great. It would be amazing to see the Earth from from up there. But um, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's I would quite definitely... a hard trip. <laughs> So, of course, it would be very interesting to become like an astronaut or something, but I think that ship has sailed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How about about you, Pia? Do you see yourself going into space? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it for the other people who really want to go to space. And also, I'm happy um, if my plans or our plans in this case are able to go to space. That's more than enough. (laughs) (laughs) brilliant okay well if you can both imagine that you were going into space and you were going for quite a while and if you could choose one plant to take with you it's just just for fun what what plant would you take and why Pia do you want to start I would like to take a potato plant with me (laughs) you know that when the potato I actually I wrote my bachelor thesis about potatoes and how to transform potatoes so that you're able to see them air under UV light, whatever. But like potatoes are really great. I mean, they first immigrated to Europe because of their pretty flower. We can discuss on that if the flower is really that pretty. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, um, the potato itself is like so delicious. And also it's really 
rich on nutrition. So you are able to survive just on, on the potato. And I think that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it is. Okay. So Nils, if you could have one plant in space with you, what would you choose? The first idea that came to my mind, I was like, ah, that's, <laughs> so I tried to, I tried to think of, I, I tried to think of something useful. <laughs> Couldn't come useful. up with anything. So I'm just sticking with my first uh, thought and that was uh, mango because I think they look ah, pretty and yes. they are delicious. <laughs> they are absolutely delicious. Yes. Given the current state of space plants, not perhaps um, the most practical choice, but no, that would be awesome <laughs> if you can have a man <laughs> mango in space. You're definitely invited. You can come and, and live in my space greenhouse with your mango. <laughs> and of course, yes, there'll be plenty of um, potatoes. I would like to thank uh, all of the people who were able to help us on this place. Thank you, Emma, that we are able to get to be here to talk about our project <laughs> and with you and with all the people who are listening to this podcast. We really want to say thank you to the DLR, Deutsche Luft- und Raumfahrtgesellschaft, and the Luxembourger Space Agency for being able to, to have this amazing opportunity. Uh, we also want to thank you on, there's a plant scientist, his name is John Kiss, and he was also the one who were mentioning you. And he was like, oh, do you know Emma? And she's amazing. <laughs> Maybe you should just like go and talk to her on her podcast. Um, and he is a scientist who helped us with a few questions because he's, we don't know that many space plant scientists. And uh, we also want to say thank you to um, Professor Küster, from the plant uh, genetics at our at the University of Hannover for supporting us and his team. Um, they are doing a lot of great stuff to help us. Um, and it's really amazing for us students just like to do all the stuff. I mean, it's basically our hobby because we are all studying and doing all the thesis at the same time. Yeah. So it's a little stressful <laughs> sometimes, but um, we are really happy to that we are able to be here. We will up to date you when we know we're gonna the launch will start. Um, we hope that we are able to get to the launch site when our experiment's gonna start. You know, uh, on the ISS, it's it's so when you see the pictures, it's so it's so sterile and mechanical, and and it just looks it looks like a factory at some point, or, or like a like a computer lab. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And what I really wanted to see was to these little plants growing there <laughs> have a little bit of color, a little bit of green. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it seems a little counterintuitive, you know, you have something alive in, in a place like this. So uh, this was maybe to, to put it this way, this was really what uh, drove my motivation. Pia, Nils, thank you for coming on the show today and telling us about the very exciting, I'm going to try and say it, Glucksgli project that you're working on um, i wish you all the best with your experiment and a successful launch next year so brilliant thank you yeah thank you very much this was fun uh your pronunciation of clicks clay was was perfect <laughs> uh yeah thank you for for listening to to us and to having us on the podcast and um, maybe maybe we'll do another episode once we have the <laughs> the results i'd love to have you back on the show once it yes once you've got some results that would be great <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. And you. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
thanks again to Pierre and Nils for coming on the show and discussing their exciting experiment. Here at Gardeners of the Galaxy, we're looking forward to seeing it blast into space early next year. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about their project, I'll put a link to the Gluxglee website and social media accounts in the show notes, which you'll find at theunconventionalgardener.com. That's it for this episode. Gardeners of the Galaxy is taking a break for October, but we'll be back in November for more space gardening adventures. Thanks again to my patrons for supporting the show, and don't forget you can sign up to the Gardeners of the Galaxy newsletter for new episode alerts and bonus astrobotany content. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control. Confirming termination of your signal. The higher-ups are recommending you try a fruit experiment next. They know you're nervous, but they think you should grow a pair.